welcome back to From the Backseat Football Podcast. We are back with a bonus feature, guys. Yes, I know you've all been asking for it on socials, but me and Jack have just been inundated with requests. We can't go a week without another From the Backseat pod, so we are here to review the halfway point of the Premier League. Um, it's a bit of a, a random one, I'm not mm. going to lie. We're kind of running out of things to do, so we're just going <laughs> to try this. Um, and we're basically just going to go through a couple of different categories, choose a team of the season so far, so Totsuf. Um And then, yeah, a little word on Frankie sacking as well at Everton, which we all knew was coming. So, mm-hmm. as always, it's me, Hugh. <laughs> and it's me, Jack. And this is our halfway Premier League review. Very good. Cue music in the editing room. okay do you want to kick us off then yeah so I'm going to say quickly the categories that we're going to go for this pod so we've got signing of the season so far flop of the season most surprising team least surprising team player of the season so far and of course our very own Tyrone Ming's most noticeable award trademark and anyone who doesn't know what that is is uh, basically the most notable player for better or for worse during the season we will explain that as we come to it on top of that we have obviously the classic predictions we are definitely not seeing this from anyone else I promise so we've got the title <laughs> top four relegation and then we've got our team of the season so far to come up as well um, and we have limited that to two players from each team so mm-hmm. we're trying to be fair but actually it turns out there's about three or four teams max anyway so yeah I bet you guys can't wait I didn't know we were going to do top four, so I'm just panicking right now. <laughs> I'm just going to keep talking while Jack types away. It's all right. So, Liverpool, Chelsea, Tottenham. <laughs> yeah, right. Easy. Writes itself, really, doesn't it? 100%. Well, while you do that, should I get started on who I think is the signing of the season so far? Oh, I wonder who it could be. I haven't gone for him. What? <laughs> I haven't gone for him. Oh, you're okay, not- you know what? Let's just talk about it. Should Haaland be signing of the season? Yes. You do? Yeah. Obviously, 25 goals in the Premier League. <laughs> we suggest that maybe you're right. Yeah. I mean, he costs 52 mil. But he costs... when we qualify signing of the season, are we saying the impact on the team or purely just their individual efforts? I just feel like even though expectations were high, he surpassed all the expectations. He's, he's, just... he's going to have all the records at the end of the season, which will make him the best striker in Premier League history statistically statistically in a, in a single season statistically and if that doesn't make you the best signing <laughs> then I really don't know yeah I, I, I didn't go for him <laughs> <laughs> and I'll give you my reasoning okay um, City are playing worse than they were last season so I can't sit here in good faith and say that he has improved them mm. he's, an, he's an unqualified success at the moment in my eyes despite the fact he's banged in 25 Premier League goals in January um, so I I'm guessing you've gone for Harlan then was that your was that your answer I just wrote Harling Harland Harling boring, <laughs> Harling <laughs> boring but accurate that's it don't need to justify it uh, fair didn't think I'd have to justify it but you just so controversial well I've gone for Casemiro so <laughs> oh my god <laughs> in my opinion he's galvanised United's midfield it's been a massive upgrade on the McFred combo I think people can easily point to Casemiro seeing one of the turning points in terms of their season um, he's come into that team and they're, they're miles better obviously that's a lot to do with Ten Hag and his system as well but I think Casemiro 
you know, really came in. A few doubters, wasn't it? 31, 32 soon. Is mm-hmm. he past it? Is he coming for a payday? Absolutely not. He's absolutely, as I say, you know, the impact he's having that midfield. Um, can't really put a price on that. And also on top of that, I feel like he's becoming a bit of a cult hero with the United fans because he just loves it so fucking much. He just loves it. He and does love it. His, yeah. The, the sort of viral clips of him celebrating with the crowds and grabbing the little kids and like putting them in a headlock. Oh, I know. He loves it. Know. He absolutely loves it. And, and I love the player. He loves the leash as well. Who loves it. Mm. You know what I mean? He comes to this country and just embraces the football culture and is just mad for it. Yeah. Um, he also looks a little bit like a Mario character. So, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> he does actually. A little bit, doesn't he? Yeah, he like does. Bowser or something. So, yeah. Yeah, I didn't think. Yeah, I probably should have said Harland actually. I actually excluded Harland out of this list, apart from one small mention. But <laughs> <laughs> surprising. But. Yeah. Well, come on. Could you say arguably Casemiro has had a bigger impact on United than Harland has had on City in terms of their performance and results? He probably has has a, had a bigger impact, but that's only because May United were trash, and now they're a serious team. There's a lot of factors that have made them a serious team. Mm-hmm. But he's one of the main ones. I think Eric Ten Hag is probably the biggest one. Fair enough. Fair enough. I just think if anyone had bought Haaland, they'd probably be top, realistically. It, somehow City have managed to not be top. But how, but how can you get worse when you have a striker that is that good as a team? You look at their attacking outfit just, compared just, to last year. I don't know. It's different. It's every, every metric's down. So either everyone else has dropped off or him being in the team is having the Ronaldo effect that we all laughed at back in the day. Jury's still out for me, guys. 25 goals or not. <laughs> Jury's not enough. It's not enough. Is it 35? No, it's not. So They are a bit reliant on him. They're a bit of a one-man team with KDB. But what a team. What a team. Fair enough. Healthy healthy disagreement. All right, flop of the season, Jack. Who have you got? I've, I've, I've stuck to my guns, mate. I called it at the start, and I'm not deviating now. Raheem Sterling. It's just not worked out for him, mate. And Todd Bowley's only bought about four new wingers since he signed... <laughs> So he's done. I'm pretty sure he's going to leave in the summer. I think he probably wants to leave. Just again, hasn't worked out, has it? It's a signing that benefited no one. City could have done with just keeping him. Realistically, mm. like Grealish just doesn't get the same numbers. Imagine no. if Sterling was there and he had like seven goals and assists each. Probably would. City would be top. Probably. Probably would. So it's not worked out for anyone. Chelsea have wasted their money there. I think Sterling doesn't look like he's very happy. No goals since August. So. I think that was quite a big flop considering he was kind of regarded as one of the best wingers in the world when he joined at a good age profile. Oh, it was considered a coup for Chelsea. And it seemed like a good price. Yeah. But, you know, it seemed like an excellent signing. And now they bought Mudrick for 100 mil, plays the same position. So, Madwaki, he plays on one of the wings. (laughs) There's probably another one in the works somewhere. Well, there's always left wing back for old Raheem. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, true. So, yeah, that's what I'm going with and... Yeah, it's just not worked it's out. It's hard to argue with that, to be honest. And I actually really like Raheem Sterling. And it's a shame. But it always felt like Chelsea wasn't a great match for him. Mm-mm. But coming out of City, he's a very interesting player, Raheem Sterling, isn't he? He's, he's not your orthodox kind of winger. He's more of an inside forward, but actually he's more of a poacher. He just yeah. floats in the spaces. You know, he's there. Definitely. So, yeah. But fair enough. I've gone for, and this is not biased, I've gone for a Charleston. Ooh. not being good enough for the outlay spent on him now Darwin Nunes picks up a lot of flack but don't be fooled Darwin has 5 Premier League goals so far compared to Richarlison's almost unbelievable 0 goals in 12 Premier League appearances mm. um, I'd say the most damning indictment of that is he's still not able to get into the Spurs attack which is so below par 
you know, Son's basically like San. You know, yeah. like, it's just like someone else, isn't it? You know? <laughs> Son Min Hung. Like, who is this guy? Um, and he still can't get in. He's he's the most he's contributed was a couple of shithousery moments at the end of each game or on the touchline. I don't know what you're talking about. Any specific moments in mind? No, sticking out to you? Think of anything specific? <laughs> Nothing, no in recency mind. bias and in this? No, 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 no. <laughs> um, but yeah, for 65 mil. Mm. It is astonishing that Everton managed to turn a profit on him considering they spent so much money. And it was, it's also Everton who famously... He starts for Brazil. Yeah, and he was oh, good, good for, Brazil. for Brazil. He scored like probably the best goal of the tournament. He's got maybe even goals. the best two best two maybe yeah I, that's why I was so shocked that he hadn't actually scored yet in the Premier League <laughs> I'm surprised by that I assumed he had scored I don't really understand what's happening but what is you know what is the comparison of Darwin Darwin picks up a lot of flack and Liverpool fans might think that I'm suddenly switching allegiance but it's true and we're going to come on to Darwin because I think we both know why Darwin gets more flack than Richardson mm-hmm and it's something to do with our good friend Tyrone. <laughs> <laughs> Those are two people that have never been in the same room. No. They're no, intrinsically God, linked. God help us if they do get in the same room. There's <laughs> <laughs> box office stuff. Box office behaviour. So, um, yeah, I'm going to go for Richardson. Please don't hate me Spurs fans more than you do. I think that's fair enough. I think you can make a case for a few. Generally, big money signings don't really work out. Those are the rules. Mm. Unfortunately. Still. Most surprising team. Who have you gone for? I've gone for Brighton. And it's a very boring option, but they really are surpassing any expectations. And I think you've got to bear in mind the fact that they got gutted by Chelsea in the summer. After the season had started as well. Mm -hmm. Well, after the season had started, actually. Um, And the fact that they've maintained their... Not even just maintained their league position, but are now actually pushing back up. You know, there was that period that transitional period between Potter and De Zerbi, mm-hmm. where I think he came in and he had like Liverpool away his first game which was 3-3 yeah, that's where Trossard got the hat-trick 3-3 that's it and then yeah, I think they played City next so they had a really hard run of games for De Zerbi to come into didn't even speak really a word of English and they've just maintained they've consolidated and they're definitely up there for you know go at Europe by come by the end of the season I'd be surprised if they weren't fighting for the top 7 by the end of the season you make a really good point it is wild actually how much how much change there's been like with director of football manager backroom staff they also <laughs> sold their three probably like highest profile players mm-hmm. now including Trossard Trossard was the best player in the first half of the season yeah. until the World Cup 100% Kukurov so, was their player of the season last year yeah Basuma was widely regarded as just their most sellable yeah. asset and probably the monster in midfield and somehow they continue to get better. The midfield looks better than ever. Caicedo looks great. McAllister's a World Cup winner. They look. Matoma looks like the greatest player of all they time. They look like a better team than when they started the season. His opinion's got more assists than Kukure did in all of last season. Well, it doesn't make opinion's just a better fullback. Yeah, it's, it's just <laughs> insane. It's insane. There's no point buying Brighton players because they just get better every time. They're like a Hydra. Every time you cut off a head, another two grow. But it's. I'd love to see. Obviously, this is all subjective, so you're never going to see this stat, but. I'd love to see like a survey of all the Brighton signings and see what the approval rating of whether like neutral fans like us. Mm. I reckon they'd be far by far out, you know, top of that survey across all Premier League clubs in terms mm-hmm. of you know hit signings. Pretty much every single one seems to come off. They have a few stinkers. I'm thinking of that Iranian fella. Was it Jalhab Banks? Jahalab Banks. 
Jahan yeah, Banks. Yeah, I know who you mean. I'm not yeah, even going to go for it. Yeah. I'm just going to stop saying words. So, so, the guy who scored the bicycle kick. Yeah, and they, they signed Lacardia. Do you remember? Yeah, they did go through a phase of signing really bad strikers, yeah. didn't they? But apart from that... They've really refined... Whatever they're doing with their data science, they really refined it. And so many hits. You know, Matoma's just come in, arguably looks more effective than Trossard. It's a joke. Yeah. It's a joke. It's my favourite player, mate. He's just silky. He's, silky. He's unreal. He's silky. Um, right, I've gone for Fulham. I just think... Ooh, good shout. I just feel like, based on expectations, I think I think they're the most surprising team. Because we all laughed at them in the summer. We were like, look at those signings. When they signed William, we were like, oh my God, they've done it again. Classic Fulham. Again. They're just buying players that are past it Mitrovic is not going to be able to score any goals and yet if they beat Spurs today which at the time of recording it's not looking great <laughs> Harry Kane's scored has it? Yeah. oh god but should they turn it around because it is Spurs let's not forget mm-hmm. they only play one good half <laughs> um, they will actually go into fifth so that's crazy I just think expectations most people had them sort of 17th 18th to be top 7 comfortably top seven and playing like very attacking football as well it's dynamic it's interesting they brought really good players like mm. that Paulinho guy is unreal yeah they're just yeah. really really good Marco Silva not a joke anymore now like again we'll prestigious young manager shades of his Watford team before his move to Everton where it all went downhill now we see what the outlier really was it's and Everton it took him a long time to get back to the top Marco Silva yeah he was really rated at Watford what he done with that team of Richarlison it's weird to think Richarlison was at Watford do you know what I mean what the yeah. hell super weird super weird See, um, wasn't he at Hull as well no wait Marco Silva yeah Marco Silva came from Hull didn't he yeah then he went to Watford then he went to Everton and then it all fell apart it all fell apart I don't think he and then he must have gone abroad for a bit and done something I don't else I if he did let's google this this is one for the googs and then yeah he's finally I mean Fulham was basically on a par with Watford it's like someone who's just come up yeah but like yeah his stock is high now I felt like his stock was high. You know, if, if Benitez just took could a just knock. keep getting jobs, it seems harsh to judge his Everton stint. We now know that Everton's a gap. real problem. They just took a two-year gap. Two-year wow. gap. Wow, wow, wow. Maybe he needed that just to go refresh. <laughs> Everton Maybe. is just... Maybe. Just draining managers of it's all It's a hard job as well for them. Because I think, in a way, your answer might be more relevant than Brighton. Because Brighton, you know, have been there or thereabouts the last couple of seasons. For them come up, they've been yo-yoing. Exactly. So it's a stellar, stellar job. I think it's the biggest surprise because I don't think anyone expected it. It's less surprising than Brighton continuing to be really effective and efficient. Yeah. No, I'm going to concede that. I think you're right. I think Fulham is actually more surprising. Definitely. Especially because yeah. Williams actually doing really well. It's yeah. just all of it, all the bits. God, William. Tim Ream. So oh, good. Tim Ream. Yeah. What's going on? Tim Ream, absolute veteran day at Fulham. Yeah. He was a joke last time he was up and now yeah. he's 35 or 36 and he's tearing it up. Yeah. Bad. Fair enough. Alright. Least surprising team. Okay. What's the least surprising quite thing about this, this one? It is quite hard. I went for Wolves. <laughs> so did I. <laughs> <laughs> because there's no surprises about Wolves. No. I mean, I'll tell you what I thought. Towards the back end of last season, they were short on goals and belief. <laughs> Are you copying my notes? No. Honestly, it's just so crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and I've put in brackets in fairness the pedigree seems to have got a better tune out of them since he's come in mm-hmm. but yeah they just didn't address it in the summer no. they come out you know Bruno Lage's supposed attacking football just never materialised fair enough they weren't helped out by that absolute monster resigning they bought as a striker and they started yeah. getting injured like straight away 
yeah. but there was no plan there no. was no plan I mean you could see there was no plan when they bought Diego Costa as an emergency yeah then obviously got sent off still more red cards than goals yeah not and great that that's not going to change I don't think no I mean is he even back in the team is he even back I don't know he's probably just picking up a paycheck and yeah. sitting in Brazil god he probably is he's probably he does what he wants he, he, he literally does um, but you look at that team and it is still pretty much the same team as when they came up with Nuno during those glory days mm-hmm. they haven't built on it they've just they've bought all the same players I mean they bought Matheus Nunes like 40 mil he's really highly rated but again did they really need to do that mm. they, they're going to buy Cunha for 40 mil in the summer did they need to do that mm. they keep buying the same players yeah you know I and then they got then they bought Nathan Collins. <laughs> yeah. But then they got rid of Connor Cody. It's just ah, oh, there's the weird club. Make sense. But yeah, I wrote the same thing. They just continue to not score any goals despite buying two strikers. Yeah, and it's just very uninspired. I remember Wolves was a bit of a bogey team for us a couple of, maybe even a year ago. You know, Wolves was a hard game, but they no. were the best of the rest at one point. Solidly seventh. Yeah. Dangerous. They have fallen off their perch hard, and I think they'll be all right this season. They have to be. They've spent so much. They should have bought Danny Ings. That's where he should have gone. You do wonder. Like, do they have to keep buying all these Portuguese slash Brazilian players represented by... Yeah. What's his name? Jorge Mendes? Yeah. It's just... I can see problems with that kind of transfer policy when you're buying from a very exclusive pool of players. Yeah, and getting increasingly overpriced as well. Mm. Because everyone knows Portugal's got a lot of talent now. You do wonder what Jorge Mendes has on the owner. I don't want to think about it. <laughs> I don't want to think about it. <laughs> They've been leveraging it for years. The leverage must be high. <laughs> yeah. Fair enough. So what, both wolves? Both wolves, mate. That's interesting. That shows how bloody predictable and boring wolves are. I had to are. think about the team that like excited me the least. Yeah. Everton was up there. <laughs> they were up there, but I still feel like Everton's position is still surprising somehow. It is because it's happened again. And you thought after the escape and all the energy, yeah, to be back in the hole, off straight yeah, down. Yeah, and they made signings. Signings are quite good. And Arnold's really good. You think if Benitez was good, good. Tarkovsky's good. Yeah, Mopey's a bit meh. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? They kept Anthony Gordon. You felt like there's something there. Look, we're going to come on to Everton. Obviously, the news of Frankie getting sacked came out mm-hmm. this morning and at the time of recording. So we will touch on that a little bit later. Right, player of the season so far. Go on, Martin Odegaard. That's so funny, I've gone the same, but I did caveat that in capitals at the beginning, saying, yes, I do know Haaland exists. Yeah, I also put it should be Haaland. But romantically, Odegaard is just it's just a more interesting choice. And I've already said Haaland once, so that's yeah. boring. He wins enough stuff. He's going to have all, he's gonna win a lot. all the credit at the end of the season. He's going to be PFA. And he's got 50 goals and no trophies. <laughs> yeah. A very Harry Kane season for yeah. Haaland. But yeah, I just think like Odegaard, he's gone up a level, he's a captain and he's kind of the driving force between Arsenal's unexpected title charge and it's just a lot a lot of change but he's kind of like central to all the good things. He's only 23. Mm. I just think, yeah, has anyone had a bigger step up in one season with all that pressure? And yeah, he's just, he's just great. He's just so good. We knew Saka was good but this guy seems to have reached new levels. Mm, see, it does seem like to go. All the play does go through him. Yeah, you know, like he is the conductor. Um, some amazing little touches yesterday in the United game that he's just like, oh, what the fuck? How, how have you done that? You know, a little flip flap pass he done mm-hmm. through. Yeah, like, that was so nice. The hell? And then um, even the tracking back, you know, like he just loves it. 
Oh, he's so dedicated. So, so dedicated. He just found his home. Yeah, Norwegian. Very lucky. Two top Norwegians in the league. It's got to be the first time that this has happened, isn't it? I wouldn't like to comment. John Arisa. <laughs> Walton Gams Pedersen. <laughs> oh, he was a bit of a cult hero, that Walton Gams Pedersen. <laughs> he really was. Capable of a screamer and a dive at the same time. He really was. God, that was a good era of the Premier League. I enjoyed that era. I really like that era too. Yeah. The Yakubu, Mark Fuduka oh, era. Yakubu! <laughs> this is where the oh, target men were in full yeah, force. Mate. If you didn't have a target man. James Beattie. Oh, yes, he, was, he used to bully us, I tell you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, to go back to the glory days. All right, well, I'm glad we both agreed on Oda God. I thought you'd shout at me again for not choosing Haaland, but it's just too obvious, isn't it? You know, yeah. otherwise this whole pod is just going to be, well done, Haaland, you win. Goodbye, see you later. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like, exactly. I think Haaland has, I don't know, it's not interesting. He's too good. It's too predictable. But let's caveat it. Guys, Haaland wins everything if we're going to be serious, serious about it. You know, like he, he does technically win. He is probably, yeah, player of the season, the side of the season. Put a bet on now from the back seat. But that's boring. <laughs> <laughs> right. Our favourite one, the inaugural Tyro mm. Ming's most noticeable award. Now, to explain that again, this is. Tyro Mings is the kind of centre-back that you'll notice when you probably don't want to notice him. Me and Jack have often said that the best centre-backs you hardly notice because mm-hmm. they're the ones that just mop up and uh, distribute the ball. Tyro Mings is a bit more Hollywood, a bit more all-action. He is. A bit all-or-nothing. Um, and so we dedicate this award to him because it's not just Tyro Mings and centre-backs that are afflicted by this, is it? No, no, no. There are just some players that they just they just capture your attention. Mm-hmm. You can be trying to watch a game of football, but you find your eyes just wandering towards these players. Mm -hmm. They are box office. They are lords of chaos. (laughs) (laughs) Ah, Perfect. Well, we agreed on this one as well. Um, Their name is Darwin Nunes as the most noticeable Tyrone Mings player this season. He's not called Tyrone Mings. He's so noticeable. He's, uh, yeah. Sometimes good, sometimes bad, but either way, like... It's captivating. Yeah. He... I don't know what it is about him, but he is—he is definitely the right winner of the Tyro Mings Most Noticeable Award. Yeah, I mean, when he's on the pitch, you know he's on the pitch. You feel it, mate. The energy changes. Yeah, the anticipation. <laughs> the is he going to scuff it? Is he going to hit it top bins? No one knows, dude. No one knows of Darwin. Darwin doesn't even know, really. No, he's just a wild one. He's just completely wild. I'm here for it, though. Same. Agents of Chaos needs to be a yeah. thing. Yeah, yeah, because otherwise it's just all sanitised, nice football. Yeah, I know. No He's, a <laughs> He's a maverick. He's an absolute maverick. So, yeah. Congratulations, Darwin. You've Congratulations. Won the most Darwin Nunes Award. It could have been called the Darwin Nunes Award. We might have to rebrand it the way it's going. Yeah, but... realistically. <laughs> we made this list, we made this award before Darwin Nunes had graced us with his presence. Chaotic energy. Um,. I think you've actually forgotten one so I'm just going to throw you under the bus and just ask you on the spot for the Stealing a Living Award oh shit <laughs> why don't so, you um, tell them first because I, I didn't write that down oh okay yeah no worries so to, to I mean it's pretty self-explanatory but they, this is somebody who has basically just done absolutely nothing and I think the more money they're on and the less they've done the better you know it doesn't have to be a signing it can just be someone who's just well, they're stealing a living. And I can think of no one more deserving of this award at the halfway point than Jesse Lingard. Ooh. Here's some stats for you. Jay Ling's. Forrest's highest earner. Do you know how much he's on? No. Do you want to guess? Don't say six figures. 
And then some. No. Yep. What, just so you can do TikTok dances? Yeah. Oh. Do you want to know how much? God. 200k a week. Oh my. He's Forest Highs earner by a distance because oh. he was a free transfer. Yeah, well, that make, they skew it, don't they? And his goal contributions this season are zero. Oh, fucking hell. <laughs> so he's probably cost probably like 10 mil so far and he's contributed nothing I guess the redeeming thing is you know he's a top prospect <laughs> <laughs> he's definitely got potential he's got potential <laughs> he might he might come good one day that's oh, true actually you yeah. know what Jay Lings I actually think Man United ruined him they definitely did like they messed him around for two years basically yeah he was because he wanted to go then they wouldn't let him go then they made him Stay and then they didn't play him. Alone and they said it was a chance. And then they were like, "Come back!" back. Okay, he didn't play yeah. again. But he didn't help himself. Like, no. I do feel like there is negative connotations on him because of his kind of social media personality. But there's nothing wrong with a player branching out to social media. It's just his interest. But it's hard when you're playing shit. Yeah. Everything else then becomes a problem. You know, look at Rashford trying to save the kids. People still criticise him for that when he wasn't playing in the insane, goals. Isn't it's insane, isn't it? It's insane. Like, mate, I can only play one match a week. I don't have to just sit at home and be grumpy. Yeah, no, like, it's just like, well, if you're not going to football, you can't do anything else. <laughs> you cannot use that platform unless you're banging them in. Which, which is hilarious, because that doesn't exist in any other world. No, it's of life, a very silly thing. But... Where, like, if you've had a bad day at work, you're not allowed to enjoy your evening. You have to sit inside and think about what you've done. <laughs> <laughs> That's so true. But in football, yeah, you're right. It's a different beast. But I almost feel like, as a player, you need to be savvy and ultimately understand that football first and foremost is what people are going to judge you on yep no Jay Ling's mate he's built a good brand for him but he's stealing a living at Forest currently well on that way just that is outrageous I mean I don't know what the rest of the squad must think about that but yeah mate that's crazy it's mad isn't it yeah I was going to go Anthony but compared to Jay Ling's Anthony's probably not stealing a living to be honest Anthony's just you could go with Jaden Sancho currently He's on 350k a week, doing nothing. But it's, it feels, feels like a cheap a shot. Like a cheap shot on a guy who clearly is struggling with something at the moment. Yeah. Um, so exclude him. Also, can, while I'm talking about Anthony, have you heard his Twitter nickname? No. You know he's number 21? Yeah. 21 average. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so good. <laughs> poor bloke, poor bloke. He's, he's got a good spin, though. He's got a great spin. He's got crack. He's, he's in the wrong sport. You know? He is. Oh, he should be in ice skating. I was about to say, he did do figure skating when he was younger. Shut up. And now, of course, he didn't. <laughs> <laughs> Stop messing with me. Right, I think that's a good time to take a break. Yeah, sounds good. Right, we'll come back when we've got predictions and then the tots. Huh? Tots. Hi everyone, this is Jack from the podcast. Just a very quick note to say that I may have misquoted Jesse Lingard's salary in this uh, episode. I blame Google. Google lies. But does it change my opinion? It does not. So, just quick memo. My apologies, Jesse. You're not stealing a living as much as I thought, but you are stealing a living. Goodbye. Welcome back to From the Backseat. Um, you might be confused why Hugh keeps saying... <laughs> and I was too I asked him during the break and I now understand so I don't know if you want to explain what the next section is Hugh or you just want to well the next section is actually predictions so you're going to confuse the guys even more uh, but after that guys we do have which is t- 
team of the season so far but abbreviated <laughs> it, that's, it's just too long to say and I've just got written it as tortoises so we're just going to call it that alright guys hashtag tortoises <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I was as confused as you, listener. I really was. <laughs> Keep your head. Keep your head. Right. Title. Who's going to win? We're obviously the Christmas winners here at Arsenal. I've yep. gone for Arsenal. Um, it feels wrong for me not to back the boys at this point. You know, all history suggests that we should go on and win it. But there is a black, a, a small part, a tiny part of me that just thinks... We're going to choke it come round April. <laughs> you do do that a lot. You've done yeah, that the last two seasons. I don't know if it's just like the moment's just going to get too big for us. You know, suddenly like we're going to be eight games away from history, and then suddenly like you're going to poop it hard. You lose one, and suddenly mm-hmm. your head's gone. The young players, it's a young squad that never ever thought they would be in this. But well, maybe they did, but from the outside, no one thought we'd be in this position. So. I think that's very fair. I do worry that Arsenal are going to choke at some point. Or more more likely, you're going to get a spate of little injuries all at the same time. Because you don't you don't rotate your team. I no, think it's crazy. No. And that might be why you always run out of steam in March. It's interesting though, because I see some pundits, you know, compare City and Arsenal and say, you know, City are rotating all the time, whereas Arsenal have a settled squad. But there's, there's benefits and advantages to each of those. Yeah, I think you should just chuck the Europa League or whatever it is. Just chuck it. Yeah. Yeah, I personally I wouldn't mind if we threw if we just started playing our second string and just see how it goes yeah. yeah because it is a lot of games and you've got to remember that the, the fixture schedule is a lot more just send El Nenny and the under 21s oh, across Europe I think El Nenny Lokonga pivot yeah in the Europa League yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Fabio Vieira as well you know yeah. that actually wouldn't surprise me at all we've got the FA Cup as well that we're still in but I, honestly it sounds really unambitious, but we don't have the squad to go on all fronts at this time. Unless we bring in, you know, loads of new players, which I believe they're trying. We've just signed this Polish centre back. Yeah, never heard of him, but no. So you know, it's good that we're getting squad depth. Maybe that means we'll see more rotation in the second half of the season. But I'm surprised you haven't bought a midfielder still. I feel like you really like there. Yeah. Is there anyone knocking around the under twenty ones? No. Lukonga now, any really, isn't it? But neither are an upgrade. And you know, with Lukonga. Our only loss of the season was that Old Trafford where Partey was injured. Yeah, that doesn't surprise me. No, it doesn't. But, you know, it's quite clear that without Partey or decent backup, we're, we're a bit in mud in the middle. So, mm-hmm. I'd say it's a 50-50 bet between Arsenal and City. I think that we can safely rule out Man United this season at least. Oh, that's fine talk, mate. <laughs> Literally, Ooh. fresh off the back of a victory yeah. and he's, just, he's immediately <laughs> disregarded their credentials. <laughs> well, they're 11 points behind. We've got a game in hand. If, if they do end up ahead of us that's a major disappointment I'm not going to be too disappointed if we don't win the title from this position still but I think Man United going below them like Champions League has to be nailed on for me mate have you seen the state of everyone else it's, it's been nailed on for months I know but crazily it seems like the longest season of a lifetime and we're only halfway through so anything can happen yeah that's what happens when you plonk a World Cup in the middle of it and you try and cover every single game of the World Cup kill us regrets <laughs> honestly I felt like a, I felt like a hostage yeah. about halfway through that World Cup no I agree I, I've, I'm glad it's in four years time yeah <laughs> I can't deal with another one this yeah, year it gives us four years to plan how to deliver yeah, well, hopefully better. 2026 lads we'll be out 
in the states actually on the ground yes yeah. that's what we're going to manifest so can you just keep listening guys yeah all we ask is you give us an hour a week <laughs> <laughs> well no this week two hours but yeah true we're, we're being greedy this week we're up in the end too um, I've also said Arsenal because why wouldn't I you're ahead and you look really it's good it's a logical choice right now objectively you're the best team and you have a lead and a game in hand so why not why not but I guess the caveat there is we play City twice and that will determine I think the outcome of this pretty season much. for us yeah. pretty much lose both and they're straight back in it yep and then they don't drop any points no and you do feel like they're charging up right now you know Pep's had his annual pop at the City fans for being shite no offence guys but if your manager's calling you out there's not much hope it feels like this is this is the start now this yeah. is the start of the run he knows how to push the buttons doesn't yeah. he Pep He's the he's master not, for a reason. He's not scared. But it's a lovely, lovely little narrative that we touched on yesterday. Master versus pupil. Mm-hmm. Two managers that maybe know each other better, better than anyone else in the league in terms mm-hmm. of how they work and how they're, you know, what their, their tactics are going to be. And I, I actually understand that Mikel was in contact with Pep way before he actually joined him in the City team. Oh, really? Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Because they're both... I think Mikel came through the... Oh no, he played at Sociedad, didn't he? Yeah, I think so. He ran it. He, he he ran in with Pep. I think he was at the Masia when he was much younger. He seems like the type. Yeah. So it's just funny how nice kind of player like that. The paths are now leading back to this. It's going to be a crazy, crazy end to the season for sure. I think Pep will be secretly proud, but he won't say it in in the press conference. He only he only says praise for people he's beaten five nil. This is true. Yeah, this is true. I've had a random thought. Is Bernardo Silva still at Man City? Because I don't remember him doing anything this season. Bro, he's like dropped off, isn't he? Because he was like... He's dropped off. He was like, at points, he was the best player in the league last season. I wonder if when Pep's saying, like, you know, the squad hasn't got the same mentality... Is it because he wanted to leave? I think so. But then you think he's barely featured this year. So the smart money would just be letting him go. Yeah, that's a weird one. Because, yeah, it only just dawned on me that I haven't seen his face in a long time. And he's been... He was the best player in the league last year. He was he was truly excellent. Yeah, yeah. Weird. Must be a conspiracy. Mainstream media. Which means effectively they've lost Bernardo Silva, Sterling, Jesus, and Zinchenko. That's why they've dropped off, mate. Yeah. You take away all those four players. Yeah. He's played nineteen games in the league this year. Oh hell! Are they all subs? Must be subs. I'm really confused. I don't recall seeing him very much. The latest report is Gundogan and Bernardo Silva to leave Manchester City, so... It's not looking good, bro. Okay, rest of the top four. I've just gone for the existing top four. I don't see any reason to change it. <laughs> I can't see Spurs getting in. I definitely can't see Liverpool and Chelsea getting in. And I don't see anyone else getting close. As much as I like Brentford and Fulham and Brighton, there's just no way. Interesting. I've gone for three of the current top four. Ooh. And this is genuine. I'm not pandering. I've put Liverpool. No, come on, bro. I've put Liverpool, and I'll tell you why. They have a very strong squad if everyone's fit, and everyone's coming back in the next couple of months. I think Jurgi has the ability to bring it back. I think that, let me look at the table, because I did look at it earlier, but I think looking at the table, if you win your game in hand, you're not that far, you think you're six points off Spurs. It's not that big a deficit when you think you've got 18 games that's left true, in the table. Actually. That's actually true. We are only... If we win our game in hand, we're only seven points behind Man United. 
that's a couple of wins. Game on territory. You know, and if you get a VVD back and he's looking sharp, you get Firmino back, Yotta back, Luis Diaz back, Darwin back to full health. I think it does look a bit rosier. I can't say for sure. I just have Liverpool have that experience and I'd be surprised if they don't see a resurgence. I don't I can't see them languishing at night full season. But Yeah, I feel you. I mean Newcastle probably the one most at risk, but I just feel like they've been so solid. They've only lost one game all season, Newcastle. And they have drawn nine games, but this is what I mean. It's not like any of those teams are but they look at not on merit. Gimrish gets injured and suddenly they look a, a much less dangerous team. Is he injured though? I swear he played the last game I realised. Definitely injured. <laughs> I don't know. I like I like what you're saying though, and yeah, I can see I can see the merits of it because we are generally much better in the second half of the season as well. But yeah, I mean he's, the signs are just not great. I know that the signs aren't good. The feelings not good, and with the whole FSG looming over them, you know that's a bit of extra pressure, which I think people don't really factor in when it comes to Liverpool's performance this year I just feel like they have the noose and they have the experience to that would be really good sneak their way back up the table I think Chelsea are in a transitional place more than Liverpool somehow mm-hmm. and I think you know if they get Europa League I could see them getting Europa League but I, I can't see them getting the consistency they need when they've got about 10 new players fair mate I like that uh, I can't say I, I agree because Liverpool are playing really terribly but you know, football can change. Three wins on the bounce, everything changes. It can change. Look at look at Man United early in the season. Mm-hmm. You just need to get a patch of form together. Yeah, we just haven't shown the ability to do that really yet. No. A long time since no. we put together a proper You know what run. the turning point was? I think it's when we got slapped by Napoli, maybe. It was Pep Linder's book, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Why would you just tell the world everything about what you do at Liverpool? <laughs> That's a really good point. While you're still there, that's a memoirs, you know, that's for when a, you're retired. Yeah, I know Klopp gave him his blessing, but Linders, you set yourself back in terms of getting that Liverpool job after Klopp. <laughs> <laughs> we all know it's going to be Tommy Tuchel, mate. That's the way, that's oh, the way it God, goes. Yeah. That's the way it goes, mate. Literally. That's the pattern. Literally. Um, all right, relegation candidates. I've gone for Bournemouth, Everton, mm. and Southampton. Bro, we are literally in sync. We've gone for the same. I just can't see anyone else. I think Leeds will have just enough. Leeds will have. They're just still enough. investing. West Ham. I don't know if we're just looking at it because West Ham won yesterday. <laughs> Everton lost. We. I I have said though. You know I've got I've got bones pick with Edward Mendy about this. <laughs> Edward Mendy put a curse on West Ham for about six games because like they were so unlucky. They, oh, well, that travesty! Yeah, the it just yeah. triggered like this chain of like really unfortunate decisions against West Ham. Yeah. I think they're in a slightly artificial position and then you know confidence drops I th- I just think they'll be fine Southampton looked the worst team along with Bournemouth so I was the one I was most hesitant about was Southampton due to yeah. the recent resurgence but even then you can't rely on James Ward-Prowse to score a goal or assist a goal every game he's not it's Haaland it's not quite enough there it's a very good championship squad Southampton yeah they've got one elite Premier League player in Jaisal Prowse and then a couple of nice ones like Carl Wall Peters is quite good oh yeah you can see him going and then Lavia Lavia is going to be a good player I think Bazuno is going to be a good player I think Bellum Kotschap's a good player I just think it's too much to ask of them to be yeah. firefighting this young when they've yeah. just moved to the Prem what they need is a Conor Coley yeah they need more older heads yeah it's it's too far one way I think if they'd honestly got Conor Cody and Chris Wood they'd probably survive <laughs> just yeah. those two at either end to balance out you I mean, know we should probably mention experience. Forrest speaking of Chris Wood 
Yeah. I just think they're going to be all right now. Yeah, which is they, weird. They seem fine. Could all change. Could all, obviously. But it's just at the time of recording, <laughs> these are the worst three clubs, so therefore they're going down. <laughs> you know, Everton could get Tommy Tuchel tomorrow and then everything changes. Could yeah. get Pochettino. Well, Stranger things have happened. You know, the Everton new manager bounce could happen. We've seen it happen many times. You Another. know what? If if the main man rocks up at Goodison, what Sean, the elite, big Sean, escapologist, <laughs> Tarkovsky's dad, <laughs> <laughs> Sean Dyche arrives, then I'd like to change that and put uh, Leeds in there. Everton have too good a squad to go down. I just, I don't know what it is about that Everton squad. There's no goals, mate. But you've got DCL, Malpe, yeah. Anthony Gordon. Should be enough. Sean Dyche is going to sort it out. Well, you've got a target man right there. Anthony Gordon on the left. Yeah, back to basics. Back to basics, mate. Just whack it up. Neil Mope buzzing around. DCL. They're just two wingers. 4 4 2 it. 100% 4 4 2 it, mate. Yeah. Gordon on the left wing. Maybe back on the right. Anana and Thingy in the middle. Yeah, they've got a good squad, mate. Idrissa Gay. Anana in the middle. Lampard's four four to it. You had to go. It was not good enough. But the club's rotten. And when when, when the fans are singing sack the board every game, I'm putting you know chief executives and headlocks. Yeah, maybe it's time to just cut ties. It would take someone like Bielsa or like Jurgen Klopp before he got all spiky to like rejuvenate it and bring the good vibes. Who it is, takes like a proper yeah. force of personality. But I just feel like Everton. This is the problem. Everton can't decide what they want to be. I think they just want to be good, but they don't know what good looks like. They've so they're just scrambling. Since Mashiri's taken over, or um, has a majority stake in the club, mm. you know they've had Marcel Brands, who was a very highly rated director of football. He made some atrocious signings. No, unbelievably bad. Awful signings. Um, yeah, they're just in the mud, and it'd be a sad day if Everton go down. But there's no club too big to go down, especially when you're that badly mismanaged. So. Yeah, you really bought you so unfortunately, guys. Amen. And then Bournemouth, Bournemouth are just not good enough, unfortunately. Yeah, well, we said it at the start, and then obviously Gary O'Neill was doing his wonder run, but it just yeah. felt purple touchy a little bit. Keith Moore's come back from the World Cup, just yeah, absolutely useless. And yeah, the only you know yeah. they bought a new signing for twenty mil, which I was impressed by, and he got an assist on his debut, but. They need more. They need like at least three, three or four more, I'd say. But then you do think, you know, they've just got new owners. Maybe the owners are going to invest heavily between now and the end of January to keep them in. Maybe. You're not sure as how Everton and Southampton might be doing that, for example. Mm, that's true. Yeah, so I basically, guys, we have no idea who's going to get relegated still. Because yeah. it is that tasty at the bottom of the half. So Anyone who says they know, know nothing. Don't believe them. No. False profits. We've had about nine different teams in the relegation places throughout the season which must be a record yeah. you know we can just... rule out Palace and Villa now I think officially again Palace though could be on a slide they flatter to receive don't they Palace. they do they do but I feel comf- I feel comfortable saying There's they're not going to go down there are seven other teams worse than them agreed surely it can't be Palace fair right on to the main bit <laughs> that is team of the season so far. Now, the only rules for this is it's a 4-2-3-1 formation because elite. Best formation of all time. Yeah. And it's only a maximum of two players from each team. Now, it didn't really make that much of a difference, to be fair. Um, it just turns out you just choose players from the most informed teams. Yeah, well, that was it. I think I had four Newcastle, four Arsenal, and then like three Man City initially. Yeah. So it's like, it's a bit boring. 
So we thought we'd try and mix it up a bit. Up, it's, we've probably got the same team realistically. So how but, do you want to do it? Should we go, you tell me a position, I'll do that position, then we just go through it? Yeah, mate, sounds good. Goalkeeper. So I've gone for David Raya. Raya. Raya nice. Raya, okay. Because I initially had Nick Pope and I couldn't justify keeping him. And I think David Raya's had a really good season. He got called up for Spain, which was a surprise. Just looks like a really good goalie. He is a good sweeper keeper. He was like a very good championship goalie. He was like highly rated. I think Arsenal wanted him at one point. We did. And he's just gone to another level in the last sort of season. He's just progressing. You know that at some point he's going to move to a big club. He's just really mm. good. Mm. I mean, we wanted him ahead of Ramsdale. He was our first pick. Yeah. So. And I think Brighton are having a good season and a lot of it's down to him as well. Well, actually, speaking of Ramsdale, mm-hmm. I didn't pick him. <laughs> <laughs> I've gone for Nick Pope. <laughs> Oh, boring. Yeah, see, boring as fuck. <laughs> the stats don't lie. 11 goals conceded over the season. The ones to save burn into the back of my mind from uh, a couple of days ago. He's having a quietly solid season. England's number one? He never will be, will he? Because he's not. But top. we don't play out from the back. So, yeah, actually, 100%. Yeah. For me, because he's a shot stopper. And we don't play out from the back in England. We hoof it. So there's no point having a sweeper keeper with worse saving skills. Mm-hmm. So he would have saved one of those goals that France scored, mate. He would have saved. He would have saved two amenities. <laughs> <laughs> you know he would. He would have caught it probably. Oh, I probably would. One hand. <laughs> got Jordan Pickford with his little dinosaur arms. Yeah. Let's oh, not go back there, mate. The World Cup's hard. <laughs> <laughs> okay, fair enough. I rate both choices. Right back. Kieran Trippier. Kieran Trippier. Yeah. Easy. Easy. Set piece specialist. Listener, if you can come up with another right back who's not called Reese James because he's injured and he's only played, what, like a quarter of a season. Mm-hmm. I don't think there's been any other right-backs who have been outstanding this season, apart from Trippier. No, Trent's... Trent's not even part... Trent. It's not part of the conversation right now. Off. Ben White's been good, but he's not a real right-back. Oh, it's hard. Ben White's had a great season, but after his shocking performance... <laughs> when he get hooked at half-time, yeah. we can't put him in right now. No, no, he... Yeah, he had a very Tyrone Mingzi award yesterday. He did. Carl Walker's... Honestly, kind of getting phased out right now. Yeah, by Rico Lewis. Nichols and yeah, you know, age, mother, mother time catching up with him there. No, out and out as a right back, Trippier's. Yeah, he's been so influential. I think that's yeah. pretty pretty unanimous, really. Most clean sheets, assists, captain. goals, captain. Yeah, driving and force. leading that Newcastle team. Yeah, yeah. No. He was the first to make the jump. No, in complete agreement there. So I've carried on on that theme, and my first centre back is Sven Botman. AKA signing of the season, really. I think Sven Botman, I would have put him in, but I've already run out of Newcastle players, so. I, I mean, I did it. have Botman, Sharp, <laughs> Nick Pope, and then I was like, can, can I get Dan Bird in here as well? <laughs> and it's hard to argue, mate, they've yeah. conceded the least well, goals. It is, you know, if we're basing it on that, and we are. And but Botman I, is... I just think Botman's come in, and now Newcastle don't concede any goals. Coincidence? I think not. Mm-hmm. And also, guys, Botman. How many times do you know it's Botman during the game? I didn't even know he was there, mate. He's a he's a one on the Ming scale. Exactly, he's a one. And that's what look you want. how efficient he is. Just quietly, it's good. Mapping everything we've, up. We've basically shown two examples on the Ming scale, one extremity to the other. Yeah. So, guys, it's a legitimate thing. Get it going. The Put Ming it this scale. way: Who is in your Ming scale? Who would you rather have? Harry Maguire, who's a 10 on the Ming scale. Ten. He's a full Tyrone. He's a full Tyrone. <laughs> or Varane, who's like a 2 out of 10, you know? Yeah. Speaking of Varane, 
He's my pick. <laughs> what a segue. <laughs> yeah, I think Varane, again, quietly going about his business. A bit shaky, first season. Injured, mm. unsettled. But he's coming to his own under Ten Hag and with Lissandro Martinez next to him. He's got a proper partner. Again, Martinez, a bit more noticeable just because yeah. of his playing style. Give him 0.4 Tyrones. Not, yeah. Not full Tyrone. It's not but full, but he likes the line like Martinez. Oh, he does. He doesn't. He does. I he mean, doesn't. he was wearing a bandage against Arsenal. He doesn't demand it like Tyrone, though. Do you no. know what I mean? So. <laughs> <laughs> but Varane, very, very smooth when he's on his game. You don't notice him. Mm. I noticed yesterday against Arsenal, he pressed high. Um, he's just a very good defender. I mean, he was very supposed to be top five best centre backs in the world for a long period, so this shouldn't be news. It shouldn't be news, but I respect him again from coming for that extremely comfort zone, extreme comfort zone over at Madrid. It is interesting. And coming that... into the fire at United. I mean, United's scouting is not revolutionary. They've just yeah. bought two very, very, very good Real Madrid players for more money than they probably wanted to. It's and funny though, maybe Casemiro's arrival has made him better. Oh, it would, if you've got defensive mid like Well, yeah, and you also played with him for like four years before. I suppose that you've gone from playing with Harry Maguire and McFred in front of you yeah. to having Casemiro and Martinez next to you, so you're going to look better. Yeah. So. Maybe maybe this isn't valid. Maybe he's a fraud. <laughs> I mean, I would have put Saliba in, but for obvious reasons, I can't. Yeah, I had Saliba in too, but needs must. Needs must. So, the next centre-back, left-sided. Recency bias. I've gone for Thiago Silva. So have I. But it's not based on anything. No, because <laughs> Chelsea are terrible. <laughs> and I was really struggling with it. And I, I did want to put someone more rogue, like Adam Webster, but... Yeah, I just don't know if he's been good because I guess he's a one on the Tyrone Ming scale, which means he might be really good. Yeah, I mean it's hard to justify any Chelsea player's inclusion, but when you watch Thiago Silva in his pomp at thirty-eight, bear in mind he still looks so good. Yeah, and the way that he marshals players is that experience, it's that know-how that he applies to every situation. Like that makes up his lack of pace and. He's one of the best free signings of all time. Yeah. You could see him extend another two years and you wouldn't be like... Third season crazy. now. It's crazy. They get five years out of him, potentially, for free. He won his first Champions League with Chelsea as well. That's insane. Yeah. You think like he's been around since like the era of Ronaldinho? Yeah. He was in that AC Milan team. Yeah. Fucking hell, man. Isn't that insane? At Long this point, Jeopardy, Ronaldinho man. has got two wives, illegally. And a prison sentence. And a prison sentence. Yeah. They think like Thiago Silva is still playing football at the highest level he played with Adriano I think nah nah Adriano was Inter did, did he not play for Inter at one point he went AC PSG Chelsea he's not been around as much as I thought I thought he'd bounce around a bit more No, nah. must have been AC for like 8-9 years then god I mean how would that make him <laughs> he was at PSG since 2011 he's ancient mate he's 38 yeah that's 18 years true. he probably did 5 or 6 years then yeah Mad. That is mad. No, no, he deserves inclusion. Like I can't. Who was he? He's a Hall of Famer. I think it was against Liverpool. The way he deals with, the way he dealt with Darwin Nunes on the break. Yeah. Shepherded him out. Shepherded him out. Now, on to potentially the most enjoyable pick. Yes. Yes. Because it's left back. And listener, can you think of a single left back who's been good this season? Realistically, think about the usual picks: Cancelo, poo poo, Robertson, pretty poo poo. Kirantini doesn't even play anymore. Chilwell injured. Yeah. You could say Zinchenko, but Zinchenko yeah. just flashes. Yeah. Flashes. It's not outright. Kukurea, Luke nah. Shaw. Maybe we should have chosen that opinion actually. Oh shit, yeah, maybe. 
All right, honourable mention to Estepinian because he yeah. he arguably has been better. <laughs> <laughs> and also very honourable mention to Dan Byrne, who does does he play left back? He does at the moment. Dan Byrne is a monster. He is a monster, and you know he's got he's missing a finger. Yeah, I know. It's it makes it even scarier. Weird quirk. Right, I'm gonna put slash Estepinian because I think it's harsh not to say he's up there. Mm-hmm. I was gonna put Sessingham in there as well, but actually that's nonsense. Yeah, so. he's just you want him to be good, but he's been very meh. Yeah. But anyway, we haven't even told you who we actually went for. So that is... Rico Henry! Ooh, from Brentford. As some of you may know, we're big fans of Rico Henry. Yeah, He has been good, though. He should have been called up to the World Cup squad. I'm saying it. I agree. I agree. He's got so much pace. He's good going forward. He's good going back. He works hard. He's just really good. He's really good. He bombs he, up and down that He's left gone way. up a level after an initial season in the Prem. He's acclimatised and he's gone up a level this season. I wouldn't be surprised... If someone like maybe Tottenham would buy him, I yeah. think. Yeah. You know, or maybe even Newcastle, that. you know. They don't have a proper out and out left back. If they want a sensible sort of upgrade, they could do a lot worse than him. No, he's just quietly going about well not even quietly, because Brentford are playing a bit of rock and roll football really, but um he more than merits his place in this halfway tutter. Indeed he does. Um Alright, we need to pick up the pace a bit now. Right, centre mid. Centre mid. TP. You went for TP? Yeah, had to. Wee. I just I, think he's been great. I would have put TP in, but again, my... Uh... Sorry, that's Thomas Parsi for anyone who's not educated on... Yeah, sorry. TP5. Arsenal uh, slang. I mean, arguably he has been the best central defensive mid in the in the league. Yeah. I think he's been even bit better than Rodri. He's been at, at least at, as good as Casemiro. Well, yeah, you'd say that he's probably top three most important players in the Arsenal team right now, solely because the drop-off from Thomas Partey to Elneny yeah. or Lukonga is truly abject. I don't know if that factors into our thinking a little bit. Um, I've, I've, I've neglected to put Thomas in because I don't have any more space for Arsenal players. So I've gone for De Bruyne. <laughs> yeah, the other one is De Bruyne for me. I mean, it's just an easy choice. He's always excellent. He's been really good this season. Probably on course to get close to the assist record I don't know what he's on now but he's probably got yeah. at least 12 from Haaland alone yeah well I mean it's almost unfair but the stats don't lie that De Bruyne that early season De Bruyne Haaland link up was just filth yeah and you know I'm, I'm struggling to think of a centre mid who's played better uh, honourable mention to Ben Tanker I think he's had a good season so far and a very honourable mention to Bruno Gimresh. Oh. he just he just we just couldn't fit him in See, I've put Caicedo in there. Mm, Gimresh is definitely bigger. Gimresh has done a lot more. But we've maxed out the Newcastle players already. Yeah. All right, look, I said Caicedo, but I meant Gimresh. But we both yeah. wanted Gimresh. Yeah, Gimresh. Yeah, Caicedo's a nice choice. Should have gone for Callister, mate. Really. Oh, I was tempted. I was tempted. <laughs> but I mean, World Cup winner. Yeah, but it's not what to do with the Prem. I thought maybe that again. That's recency bias, isn't it? Doesn't matter, mate. Again, Caicedo's low in the Ming scale, but he cleans up. Mm. He does bits like you think of that Chelsea win. He was integral. But he could have gone for a lot. To be fair, could have even gone for Paulinho if he wanted to go really rogue. I mean, there's an argument there as well, isn't it? Party of Paulinho. Oh, that destructive, that just like legs the size of the field. <laughs> <laughs> right, right wing. It's obvious for me. Bakaya Saka, the star boy himself. Yeah, that's fair enough. Hard to argue with that. Needs no explanation, really. I've come for Rashford on the right. 
because I couldn't fit him in anywhere else. <laughs> right, Garth Crooks. <laughs> so I've got a two-four-four formation. <laughs> uh, Rashford can play wherever he wants at this point. He played for England on the right, and he was pretty good. I think he played for United on the right a little bit. He's not as good. It's fine. It's a make. I've crowbarred him into a make believe thing. Crowbar him in. Fine. So what? No Saka. Nah, I've used that in my Arsenal cards on other players. Yeah, fair. I mean, Rashford was my left wing. Absolutely have to include him. His hot streak is so hot. Mm-hmm. That goal against Arsenal was so clinical. And guys, we might be seeing the Rashford we all thought we were going to see once upon a time. Just out of nowhere. Yeah, he's gone. Yeah, he's gone up like four levels. He looks immediately as well. He looks bigger. He looks focused. Yeah. He's lethal. Yeah, he's confident. But he doesn't get to play in his position because for me, it's all about Matoba. I love nice. Matoba so much. Nice. Is he the best left winger in the league? No, he's not. Do I care? No, I don't. Yeah, you don't need to say any more. I mean, I think everyone's been a bit enamoured by Matoma yeah, this mate. season. I think he just has that style of football that everyone can appreciate. It's just, silky. It's a great story. Mm. It's silky. It's relatively unique. Very unique. It, it almost looks too easy, but yeah, you know. He is players sort of, are just bamboozled by his movement. He is slightly leaning into the sort of stereotype of being Japanese. You know, they have like a very specific word where it's like they try and master a skill. Mm. There's an art, and I don't know what the word is, but it's the art of mastering a singular function or or job or motion. And that's Sounds kind of him so at dribbling. You know, like some people will spend like fifty years making like mochi, and yeah, they'll be yeah, like, it's yeah, the yeah. best. And they'll never deviate. It's the pursuit of perfection. And that's kind of him when it comes to dribbling. It's like us with podcasting. That's true. We've always been uh, high on quality. <laughs> <laughs> never have a day off. <laughs> <laughs> Master the craft. Yeah, I love Matoma. And it's really interesting. Like, let's just go on a tangent. What are we doing? How are we doing for time? Uh, we're about to hit half an hour. For Not too late. So let, me, <laughs> let me be quick. Um, during, obviously, it's well documented now that he had a thesis on dribbling. Mm-hmm. Uh, but p- part of his thesis was he realised that the best dribblers were the ones that weren't looking at the ball when they dribbled. Interesting. Because obviously Van Dijk's defending, by the way. You know why he's so good at defending one-on-ones? Because he just looks at the player. He looks at the player's eyes. Mm-hmm. So if you're not giving anything away... So I think it's his body language as much that bamboozles them. Because I'm going to say that pullback versus Everton. Not Everton, Leicester. Yeah. yeah he, he just takes it onto his right, almost like really obviously, and yet two players just crumple in front of him. And I just feel it's to do with his whole body language. His just think he just looks at where they're looking. I just think he's thinking. like he's got so he doesn't telegraph. But, yeah, There's a really and they have little tells, and then he just a bit like maybe he dribbles like Jorginho used to take penalties. You yeah, know, it's revolutionary. Where it's just like he just waits for them to commit one way or I'm the other. I'm gonna go on a really big tangent now, so forgive me. We okay, might just have to squid. I'm just I'm just gonna say the art is called kaizen, by the way, and nice. what I'm saying is. Matoma is doing the art of Kaizen when it comes to dribbling I think that's a very nice way of putting oh, it nice I like that so this is the tangent you ever heard of a tennis player called Andre Agassi yes mate have you ever heard of Boris Becker yeah, this is a really big tangent it's oh huge, my god <laughs> it's but it's about these telegraphing right so Agassi and Becker used to play each other and Agassi would always win mm. at the time when Becker was in his pump and Becker never knew why apparently he would go home to his wife and say like it's like he's reading my mind because Agassi would always return the serve. And do you know why Agassi knew where he was going to serve it? Well, so when Becker was going long, he'd stick his tongue to the side, just about as a serve. Like uh, a subconscious um, tell. tick. Yeah. A tell. And if he was going to serve short, 
he would just tumble go up so Agassi noticed this in game and then forevermore would just like wait and watch and always predict and always win wow and I think there's an element of that in football and I think like, if you can master that side of things like let's say you're Matoma's going one on one and he, can, he, he notices tells mm-hmm. in someone's body language then for the rest of the game you might burn him on toast and the other player might not even know why um, so perception I like Zen. I like that <laughs> that of all of all the ones we've picked we've spent the most time with Matoma who's probably the least deserving of a spot in this thing <laughs> he somehow, how he somehow like got him. Rashford out of left wing yeah. so there you go guys. <laughs> I've moved the entire team yeah. around to accommodate big up, him big up the East Asians yeah. right striker Haaland nothing else needs to be said no and Cam Odegaard Cam Odegaard we've been through them too guys honourable mention to Harry Kane you just it's just Harry Kane is oh, it's unfortunate. Harry Kane is like what Liverpool was to Man City should have been him but there's just a bigger bully should have could have would have but yeah see yeah ya. see you later um, right two minutes on Everton and then we've got we've got to stop perfect guys that is our halfway point review hope you enjoyed it we enjoyed doing it actually it's nice to break it off from the regular game week reviews but yeah quick note Frank Lampard has been sacked this morning from his Everton post I think everyone saw that coming Yeah, I think Everton fans will have mixed feelings about that but ultimately something had to give and the board weren't going to sack themselves were they so, <laughs> as much as everyone would as like them to as much as everyone would like it um, yeah I, it's hard to argue I mean Jack you've got some stats for us I believe yes I've got one singular stat which is not great for Everton so here is a stat in the last 10 games across the top 5 European leagues Everton are the worst team statistically oh they've picked up 2 points and conceded 17 goals the next team is Schalke with minus 20 goals and 3 points damn that's yeah. really really damning so in the last 10 games they have done the worst of anyone in the big 5 top well, across Europe across Europe fucking hell you know what it doesn't surprise me they have been that is how shocking. bad they've been and that is yeah you can't really defend that I'm running out of words to describe how bad they really are but I can see why people are frustrated in Everton because that is truly appalling yeah. to not just be the worst in the Prem the worst, the in, worst Europe. in Europe <laughs> <laughs> that's, all, that's all they want they just want to be in oh, Europe God. I mean the championship beckons if they don't turn that form around but yeah. good luck to the man who steps into Frankie's shoes okay quick word on Frankie before we go is this the end of his top top flight managerial career I think he might need a, a couple seasons in Scotland or definitely in the championship he can't get another Prem job I think he's running out of favours mm. I think it might be in his interest to just go do something a bit different Punditry's always beckoning Punditry I could definitely see because yeah. there's something about the way Frank Lampard speaks that would work really well in Punditry he could say something really horrible and then follow up with something really nice and just that would just be well, his flow his, for the rest of the time that's like yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Happy sad, happy sad. Could be quite good, quite entertaining. Yeah, I mean, I'll be up for. It, but does TV need another straight white male <laughs> <laughs> listener? You decide. <laughs> you decide. Yeah. Um, right. That is everything from us. Thank you for listening. I hope you've kept it on time. How are we doing? Mm, don't worry about oh, it. Just over. Grim. Um, yeah, and we'll see you back on the weekend. Yeah. Thanks very much, everyone, and good night. <laughs>